Sargar, just I want to ask you one question. Do you think there will be ever another Amitabh Bachchan? I mean, why do people think like that? What is exactly Bachchan? I, I don't know. If he's six inches shorter, would he be become Bachchan? I don't know. Sorry, Ramu, but this is a stupid question. Make your joke again. The what, whatever one you were making. Fish. Yes. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome back to Queen is Dead. I'm Sanjeet, and I have Dhruv and Karthik with me, and we have Arjit on the show, who's the guest. Uh, and this is part two, and we are recording for the fifth third, time. Third, third, third. Yeah. Today, no. In general, I think this is the fifth oh, time. Oh yeah. Fifth time that we are recording uh, due to technical difficulties, we can't put out the second part. So this will serve as the second part. Karthik, are you there? Oh, Karthik is gone. Kya? Okay. Anyway, Somewhere, yeah. One of our hosts, Karthik, is missing. Like how? Hey, you can't hear me. Can you hear me now? Ah, yes. I can hear you now. Karthik, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was on mute. Hello, I welcome, sir. Mute Hello. by mistake. Hello, yeah. sir. Party. Huh. Yeah. Um, hey, what's Karthik? up, dudes? Chill, dude. Chill. Party, <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro. Berlin Alexander Platz. FTW. <laughs> is that your recommendation? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> my only so, recommendation. So this is the recommendation episode where we'll recommend stuff that you watched in September and that we'd like you to watch as well. Like we'll force it down your throat. Uh, the August recommendations will come out in the form of post, Instagram post. So make sure to check that out. Okay, Karthik, recommend. Start. Um, why? Come on. Why? <laughs> I mean, why? you should ask yourself why, but <laughs> not. Uh... Guys, uh, do you like watching movies in the theater or on laptop? <laughs> oh, <laughs> We've never talked about this before. It's a new topic. Yeah, seems like a fresh topic. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think? Which, which movie you did you watch on your on in the cinema or the laptop? Um. I like watching uh, Lars von Trier movies about serial killers in the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. And what on the laptop then? Uh, like, Marvel. same thing. Okay. Marvel. Bro, Marvel movies are so good in the laptop. Has anyone said this before? Is this an unpopular opinion? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's an unsaid opinion at least. So, yeah. <laughs> Copyright claim. I haven't seen any, but like I'm hoping to watch a few. What do you have? I think it'll be. All these and Karthik, did you watch Malhalan Drive on iPhone? Yeah, yeah, man. I did. (laughs) That's the way it's meant to be watched. David Lynch uh, messaged me. Bro, Lynch will haunt you in your dreams. That Malhalan Drive. Lynch literally, like, if he finds you, Lynch you. He will, he will, like, like, no more be a metaphor. uh, Makes so much sense now. Like, Karthik, so do you have an answer for your why? What? Ha, that's what you why, what, what? That's the answer for the why. What? Yes, uh, let's get back to topic, guys. What are we doing in this episode? Please. We are explain. recommending stuff. So I asked you to recommend stuff what you watched in September. But why are you putting me on the spot? Because you're number one. Okay, <laughs> guys. I didn't watch anything in September. This is, you, you this is what you want to start off with. <laughs> yeah, because then we'll go uphill, no? Hopefully. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just watched some TV shows. I saw Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 4. 
and i saw uh, some simpsons and uh, uh, some other stuff okay what else what about family guy no no i just saw some clips of family guy on youtube acha and what about your uh, what is the new what's the burn alexander play oh which are you we were just talking about in the previous recording oh yeah Steve martin and oh yeah the only oh, murders in the building that you watched no yeah i saw it in episode 5 i have two more episodes i think or two or But three is it is it good till till episode yeah five. it's pretty good it's like time pass if you like those guys you like it okay. no they're like very they're like classic like you know comedy actors if you've seen like three amigos and all you like it mm-hmm. i think okay. <laughs> yeah So, so okay, Karthik, I have a question. Like you said, do you prefer yeah. watching in theater and laptop? So, my question is: Do you prefer binge watching or do you prefer one episode at a time? Hmm. Very good yeah. question. Good uh, question. How are you thinking now? Karthik is, is thinking finally. Yeah. Can we use truncated silence? In, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no truncated silence. You answer it now. Um. let me think i actually binge watched this show because it was like very light like there was there were like stakes and all but it didn't feel like it was high stakes but uh, i think the I, the shows are really light i didn't binge watch like say something like better call saul and all mm. i think i just saw one episode and then like i waited then saw the next I mean... episode could you hmm. binge you watch a show like better call saul i did for the for, i i i caught up like after it started like maybe when season 4 was going on okay and then mm-hmm. obviously i had to wait till the new episode came out yeah no i mean something f- like that yeah i'm saying hmm. like uh, since you said better call saul so say something like breaking bad so suppose like you start watching breaking bad obviously all of us started watching it after it had finished Do yeah. Binge it or do like when you can't. No, I was seeing it while it was going on, like Some from season four. Yeah. 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 Ah, I'm talking somewhere around that. But I'm saying like you can't like can you like watch something like a Breaking Bad or a Game of Thrones one episode at a time? Um, I saw I did see uh, Breaking Bad, but I don't know. I don't know if like bin was binge watching even a term back then. Ah, uh-huh, it was very much. I saw like. Uh, till season 3 i definitely binge watched and then like uh, i saw everything all over again before the season 4 came out hmm. but let me let me think you know yeah. can no, we take 5 no, minutes to think <laughs> no 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 you don't have no time sorry like, we have yes. truncated silence or not as it you know? i am not truncating this time i am not even editing i'm just literally put taking this and putting it out now okay okay But, okay then, sanjeet what is one show you have binge watched binge watched scam I, 1992 i didn't binge watch it i can't binge watch nahi but but wait i have a question like it's like you know breaking bad is like whatever like five seasons six seasons long right so it's harder to binge watch what about like hmm. mini series like you have like the midnight mass recently by mike flanagan and like uh, hmm. haunting of squid hill house game. squid game hmm. So like mm. is that like a do you is that better to like binge watch in general because like it's a slight it's basically in between like a tv show and a film format right mm. i got one i just thought of one show i binge watched which is one of my favorite shows 
this barry which is just 25 oh, minutes long oh that's so fantastic show. every week yeah. so i watched barry it in two days finished it in two days barry I yeah watched. same 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 <laughs> barry i was watching every week so i couldn't binge on that except yeah. ronnie and lily i saw that and then i saw it again like two three times and then you cried yeah. and then you watched again yeah i cried uh, what i think the only show like i i asked this question because i always think that i won't binge but i always end up doing that Hmm. only hmm. show i did not or perhaps i could not was the wire i haven't watched full just hmm. one season hmm. so the wire i had thought that i but i like it's i don't know what like i just was just watched one episode and then it's like no no i can't watch now i have to think and all i so that was the only show otherwise everything but unless uh, it was i mean like game of thrones when i started watching it was still hmm. airing every monday so that i could not hmm. but uh, other shows all all of which had released and mm. i think the binge watching thing came uh, i mean it became a thing after netflix uh, became a big thing because they always they started released, releasing everything no uh, everything in a bunch time. together so mm. i haven't seen game of thrones you shut up you saw it till four seasons five seasons no like one yeah, season yeah that's enough you don't need to watch after that. one season it just goes downhill uske baad you don't say no i i binged on like Delhi crime and Chernobyl and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, all those are fine. Uh, I, I started, I started watching this thing very recently, Sopranos, mm-hmm. um, which I was watching like very slowly in the beginning, mm-hmm. like one episode per day type, or like mm-hmm. maybe max two episodes. But yesterday I binged on like ten episodes in one night. Let me guess, you saw till uh-huh. the season two finale. Yeah, yeah, I finished season two. I like I watched season three first episode also. Yeah, uh, yeah. But now I've like I didn't Just watch guessing. anything. Hmm. Oh, okay. Guessing and all, huh? No, this actually, I think Netflix. So I'm, I'm not going to speak anymore because the Netflix people are going to say like, "Arya, Arya." Netflix, please like, sponsor. Otherwise, we'll talk yeah. shit. They'll, they'll like, they'll, they'll, they'll call Arya to just bash us because I say because no, actually, I think Netflix instilled this habit because I still remember when it came. Narcos was the first Netflix show I watched. I binged it. Okay. Uh, then there was uh, House of Cards. again i binged house of cards yeah then, even that i no that i was yeah. i still was like one day one episode per day um uh, so these point, two was a, there was one more uh, series at that point of time netflix or oh, stranger things again mm-hmm. i binged so yeah because and actually i asked the question because of that because i think netflix is like they release it together otherwise hbo shows are one a week so generally mm-hmm. you don't get do you think that one a week helps though i think because when i was watching watchmen hmm so that hmm. was helpful yeah I one mean, week per week i even uh, i was watching watchmen every week it came yeah uh uh-huh. but no, it's so me. strange that like people are more ready to watch a limited series versus like a longer movie right like i always find that very strange uh-huh. almost like it's I like it's easier to watch uh uh-huh. but always. tv series isn't really it has like a lot to talk and like it can like has that liberty to move around the whole drama and everything also right if it's no, I, a well made thing i think it's also to do with like you know that one hour episode mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. your mindset is like oh i'm just watching one hour and then it's like oh i can take ah, like whatever ah, two mm, minutes break I and can, then i can, then I can resume it ah, ah. Also, unless you're watching uh, too old to die young <laughs> Then you take four breaks oh, in the God. fourth episode. Oh God! I forgot about that. The Nicholas Winding Refn. <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched like two episodes and I stopped watching. I yeah, like, I've the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Same. I thought I'll watch it sometime later in life only. Like, 
couldn't because it's like uh, i don't know he's like full indulgent in that like show, what right? full slow cinema almost right like yeah yeah, yeah. full on much. full on full mm-hmm. on like every shot pace like the not just the shot length the pace mm-hmm. of every shot is also like very very slow i remember i but see i guess the good thing about it is i do remember like the first episode there's one scene which is like a long know, know interrogation between mm-hmm. i know i know uh, what's the guy's yeah. name miles teller and, miles uh, teller. and yeah mm. and the other character and it just goes on and on and on which i think sometimes it's helpful cuz like you know tension building and everything but mm-hmm. but yeah i i also got turned off because of like whatever he does his excesses uh, like yeah. he's so inspired by lynch it's so like obvious sometimes obvious, it's yeah. like distracting mm-hmm. uh so yeah that well, i but can't speak about the show because i haven't seen that's it. against the type of hunting refan na matlab he is generally very uh, slick and smooth and fast and mm-hmm. all that thing matlab if it's slow then it's just going against his usual yeah, approach i think the surfaces and all are still slick and glowing and like mm-hmm. it's got like his traditional lighting and like yeah, his, uh, no, that will happen because of his yeah. visual in that sense no Uh-huh. Only but like I remember, Neon Demon also had a very like hmm. for at least the first half, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. the part I yeah, don't yeah. really love, is like the part where like it's very slow and deliberate, and then it goes crazy by the end, uh-huh. and which is why yeah, I yeah. actually enjoy it. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Even I quite like uh, the second, but yeah, I think that's is more. Nat- I think that's what he's trying to do at least, like the hmm. whole slow thing, purposefully. I think I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe can do that. But uh, people yeah. who have watched it can can tell us. Very few. I feel only like <laughs> hardcore, hardcore. Yeah, but there's. Yeah. I thought there's a fair amount of NWR fans. Ah, ah he has a like totally yeah. cult following. Full. Yeah. Like William Friedkin is also part of it. Yeah. <laughs> and in NWR has this. He's also like. I mean, he has this wide range of tastes. So he has this whole curated. he curates these oh, hidden yeah, gems yeah, yeah. trashy b uh, movies which are actually yeah. f- great i mean mm. yeah. there is this website by nwr oh, oh right 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 yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know if it's free anymore or not but when i had registered it was free and there was like yeah 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 long back i, I checked of, it on long back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and lot of these b films trashy so called trashy films yeah 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 exploitation films b horror and they were like great i mean i was like mm. wow So, I mean, I too. So I think I've only seen the one that movie had curated once. A list that he oh. had curated on movie. Uh, yeah, I NWR. saw three of them. Yeah. They were how were they? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. I mean, they were literally just. Uh, uh it was like exploitation, soft core stuff. Porn? Torture. Okay. Yeah, even soft core porns. Like there's this film. Orgy of the Dead. So, mm. yeah, my yeah. God, it's like yeah. full necrophilia or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want to give out if people want. Like, it's like crazy mm. film, man. Mm. But yeah, I, I think. But it's like people who love. Uh, that's a acquired taste kind of thing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like completely style. Like, I mean, I style like properly indulgent stuff, which which I I mean, I guess we all like. indulgent filmmakers to some yeah, extent yeah. right so yeah definitely almost yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but so, um, coming back to recommendations recommendations yes sanjeet you are going first or arijit no, no, is go going first, first. arijit huh? you go first yeah no no you go first i'll yeah no, i I'll, i'll come later 
ஸ்தாமி Uh, which i think we discussed about in the qna and uh, the unreleased mm-hmm. <laughs> unreleased <laughs> recommendation episode but um, so i have not seen a lot of iranian cinema so this is like my second iranian film and closer white from i i think i've been i'm a part of a lot a lot of uh, film groups and their close up is like a very cult thing you know uh, not just cult i think it's worshiped in any sense so uh, you know i finally watched close up and then then i realized i really liked it you know um, i mean on the surface level you can just say it's a very very good film it's an excellent film you know but there's like so much to talk about in general like uh, like i maybe i viewed it in a slightly different sense mm-hmm. uh, like people were from whatever people reactions were i thought they were like very emotional with the film i thought it's like full deceit uh in terms it's like full deception in terms of it's making fun of you like that you mm-hmm. get emotional when you are asked to get man- emotional like you can get, you can get easily manipulated into the whole emotional thing mm-hmm. i am i am 100% sure that that may not have been the intent uh of mr karastami but i sort of was looking at it in the in a sense ke mm-hmm. maybe someone could just make a meta film about how easy it is to fool people uh mm-hmm. with filmmaking tools into into mm-hmm. this kind of filmmaking i don't mm-hmm. just my mm-hmm. interpretation um obviously it's great and everything there's like a lot of lot to talk about um i mean whatever it's no classic, wo- right? no whatever you're saying like i think i also felt that it's all all that like i think we had discussed this a little bit once you had seen it also where yeah, i was not, like not in detail though not in yeah. detail but but i remember you saying that it's more to do with like the deceitful nature and i think it's all yeah, that yeah. definitely because that's what mm-hmm. kirastami mm-hmm. also goes mm-hmm. ahead and does a lot with his films yeah. isn't i've not seen, seen 24 uh, i know but yeah. i i i myself haven't seen 24 frames but i okay. know in that he he's playing with like photography filmmaking mm-hmm. and like realism like i think he's very fascinated by the whole div- like divide between uh, realism and film and, and like how film realism. right yeah. like the whole yeah. docu fiction element of it mm-hmm. almost yeah i mean that's what, what about the to... ending of taste of cherry guys i have I not watched so don't comments. don't yeah, no i have watched don't. it but i will be very happy for people to tell me how i make sense of it because i don't know how to make sense of it uh just tell me did you like it or no i loved taste of cherry till yeah. till the ending Okay, okay. Don't then don't let's yeah. let that can that can be a topic for discussion later on. Yeah. No, but anyway, but you have a yeah, like this that that point is very interesting. That this uh, like deceitful thing with films because he's also mm-hmm. named it close up the, exactly. the close up shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most of it we see those where he confesses and all that. It mm-hmm. moves to a very like close. Yeah. Uh, and the best part for me was in the ending when he comes and he says it's not a spoiler but if, if anyone no, wants I mean, to hmm. no spoiler can, but, so there was mm-hmm. this scene where he comes and he says ki uh, he rings the bell and he says ki i am he gives his name and they they cannot recognize is it who 
And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, saying, yeah, he's saying I'm Sabzi, and they're saying who? And he, he says I'm Magmal Buff, and then they realize. Yeah, so that yeah, part yeah. was, I think, that's so great. I mean, you really don't need to do a lot of things, but little yeah, things yeah. change yeah. the entire. Uh, I think that's one of the definitely. best moments. Yeah. I think the only I I remember telling you that the only reason I didn't think that it's uh deceitful as such is just because it's way too sincere hmm. to be deceit like about I mean, deceit exactly exactly what what I was pointing out to because in that sincere nature it is pointed like it's uh put under the tag of a documentary as such right in general if you look hmm. at it hmm. I thought if you're dramatizing the whole thing. for me that is not really documentary if you're like actually dramatizing those events mm-hmm. i mean for mm-hmm. me that is why i thought it's like deceitful in that nature because he he's, he's most of the movements are like replayed right mm-hmm. uh, they are like re enacting the whole thing uh-huh. which is why i thought it's like the full deception thing works for me I no no know. it it i think oh, it's oh. there completely like i agree with you like the mm-hmm. like the divide between deception and reality and all that is definitely there i i'm yeah. with you i, I just think mm-hmm. he and he i think kirastami has this special knack which i don't think mm-hmm. you know you've got on one extreme you've got like the jean luc godards who are like mm-hmm. really like playing with form formal techniques mm-hmm. and all that and like are very playful with mm-hmm. all this stuff and on the other hand you've got like mainstream whatever like you know hollywood classical hollywood cinema completely mm-hmm. emotionally driven and all that yeah mm-hmm. kirastami like to, from whatever work i've seen of him like places right in the middle where he's like mm-hmm. uh right. he's playing with form mm-hmm. uh and playing with you know these techniques of you know meta ness meta ness and like deception film yeah, film yeah, is yeah. deceit but what like why i always like connect with his films more than like say the french new wave sometimes is is because i think he has he does really care about the people he's documenting like i think mm. those come like he's that more the, empathetic the, towards them which is which is definitely the biggest case in close up which is what i which is why i think the close up is not just like the formal technique it's more to do with mm. actually closing mm. up on one person uh-huh. and this is again from whatever i remember i i don't have a, a What do you guys Perfect. think of uh, certified copy? Haven't seen. I like it. I mean, but I haven't. Was was certified copy it. his last film? Or twenty four no, frames was his last? Twenty four frames. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I repeat. Yeah. No. So I had like watched it once, and I was like, I mean, fairly liked it, the concept and all that. But I hmm. haven't thought about it that much. But Are I you think... reminded of some uh, Texas filmmakers movie. <laughs> <laughs> Malik? No, not Malik. What? Uh, Linklater. Last part Linklater. of a trilogy, yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. I. Linklater is from Texas, na? Yeah. Yeah. Two, abhi two filmmakers I know, Linklater and Malik, I think. Yeah. And you know, even fucking Wes Anderson is from Texas. Is he? Is he? Yeah. Okay. He's from Austin. All of them are from Austin. Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson. Hmm. हाँ 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 दे तो एक फ्रेंड ही है टेरेंटिनो इज़ आल्सो फ्रॉम टेक्सास ना आई आई थिंक आई डोंट नो आई वाज़ बोर्न इन टेनेसी बट Mm. Uh, they're not actually a couple but mm. 
they're acting because suddenly it just goes into that uh, form where they suddenly play yeah. as if and they uh, seep into each other's life and mm. she's like well, why have you done this and very like naturally without any explanation and all that okay. they become yeah. fond of each other so i think again kiarastami is but i didn't get uh, much other than oh. that i think that's because i haven't thought about it after that i had watched it and liked it fairly and i just went in blind mm. so i was not very mm. uh, familiar with who he is and all that so mm. i had watched it long ago so it was so good i am unaware about this uh, i have not mm-hmm. seen most iranian greats legends movies but there is this movie called a separation also right so mm-hmm. is this docu fiction thing only specific to kiarostami or is it or is it like a no, iranian no, no, no. thing in no, in general it's, it's specific mostly mostly to kiarostami makmal buff uh, hmm. uh, jafar panahi panahi ha asgar faradi is very different he is full okay okay this is what i want dramatic half yeah, yeah. drama and yeah. full the, drama separation full, and everything right ha uh, separation like, to i think he plans his films very well because that blocking and staging is fantastic the way okay, okay. and the way he edits and builds tension hmm. yeah. within seconds the tension will be like full in a scene and then within seconds it will like calm down hmm. and but iranian cinema still has that tag of that that document plus fiction ah, but they have to do these, na like these guys only right ha ah, because it, it because it began out of necessity censorship mm. and all that stuff less know, budget industry. and everything construction yeah, yeah. So con- started out of necessity and i think they do it pretty well jafar panahi mm. i love personally like uh, the way offside like what a Group's film favorite <laughs> yeah yeah just goes to stadium oh. and this keep i mean and a football fan is definitely going to love it any football fan mm. like, mm-hmm. they just going to lap it up same with yeah. i think makmal bafi did that film uh, moment of innocence uh, mm. it's also uh, in uh, almost in a very similar style to kirastam is like uh, realism and and, and uh, one more thing how different yeah, yeah. are these from the italian neorealist movies yeah i, I mean i i have seen yeah, then they are pretty also different not i think discovered a lot of italian neorealism, neorealism films and everything uh-huh. um but from whatever i've seen bicycle thieves and everything i could mm. spot the differences but mm-hmm. pertaining to the context of the like like mm-hmm. leaving out the context in general mm-hmm. do you think if a director migrates to another industry mm-hmm. um, and makes something like close up would it still work or is it very specific to iranian audiences lapping it up isn't all these certified copy? copy that's like an okay. non american it's like it's french. european french ah, yeah. almost okay, european okay 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 mm-hmm. and so, so does farhadi for binoche Yeah. Uh, even Faradi migrated, no, for the the Javier Bardem. Nobody knows. Or nobody. Everybody. Knows. Everybody, everybody knows. knows. Nobody knows his Corida. Oh, Corida. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was just curious about this because I lacked that. No, movie. but the Italian. Uh, no, your question is actually very interesting because the Italian. Both of them actually started out of necessity. No, Italian mm-hmm. neorealism is also after the World War Two. Italy was like devastated. They had no industry, mm. no film, like no money and no budget, less budget. Mm-hmm. So these people like Rosalini and Vittorio De Sica. So they just took a camera, they mm. went to locations because they didn't have studio and all that. So they just went to locations. Yeah, yeah. They took people out of like just random like uh, natural people and just told them like that kid in uh, bicycle thieves mm-hmm. in just style. So just tell them to act. And even they used to record sound on location. and later they used to replace with dialogue etc 
and so yeah so it start mm-hmm. both of them born out of uh, necessity but approach but is very different isn't, but isn't that the case for most movements don't you think parallel indian cinema was also uh, um, driven by necessity yeah yeah, yeah. mostly but mm-hmm. uh, yeah 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 mostly necessity but uh, parallel indian cinema was it i mean i have to think like like from the 50s of it uh, i mean satyajit ray and all uh, satyajit ray didn't do it out of i don't think he happened. he was because at that point of time mm-hmm. the film industry was pretty good and all that then what about just, the the 70s when like sham banigal was like the known iconic name i am uh, not sure about sham banigal so Uh, okay okay no no i am also not sanjeet sanjeet is a better a much better uh, i've seen but I, i'm i'm yet to read up on the situation and everything i haven't read up on the context of hmm. yeah i am also not very sure i just know i've seen these, the uh, 70s benigal and govin nehlani movies and everything mm-hmm. they were quite radical they, they were a duo na like times also nehlani was his they were a duo na nihalani was yeah, yeah, cinematographer yeah 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 uh-huh. i mean i guess in like at least from whatever i know about international cinema movements it's like the ones that we know of at least mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them get born generally out of uh, a a a way to like establish themselves as something yeah. so like it'll generally be in opposition to whatever mainstream was at New that point of time right. yeah yeah so mainstream culture and just just opposite to that but i think there's ways in which people integrate that more or like deviate mm-hmm. differently like godard to response yeah. it is uh-huh. it is very much so yeah mm. like yeah, godard to did it like he has like a whole manifesto not manifesto but he has like a uh, thing where like he uh-huh. deliberately cool. like goes out of like hollywood uh-huh. conventions uh-huh. and everything uh-huh. so like all that stuff is uh, that was very very particular godard is for his intent yeah godard was like i don't know if it was godard it was like the kayer uh-huh. do cinema guys right no, yeah yeah godard's was this thing was specifically he will he will take the hollywood stereotype and what drew was mentioning that he will break it he will yeah. he will take the humphrey bogart and then then he will break it to some so a character like humphrey bogart in a in a noir would be like this cynical guy but mm. he would be empathized with kind of but uh, the same thing done by belmondo in breathless he mm. won't be empathized like he's a yeah. criminal so he's a criminal there's not doesn't he look at a humphrey bogart poster at one point yeah that's because godard is a big humphrey bogart fan he loves hollywood noir and breathless mm. is his tribute to Okay. I mean, yeah. most of his crime films, all of them are actually a you can say a rip off of those. Yeah. Noir. Yeah, I think it's like the whole tribute and deconstruction at the same time. Uh-huh. Right? Exactly, whole, deconstruction. Yeah. Yes, that's the word. Yeah. 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 No, but it's a okay. tribute also. Like I think the whole Humphrey Bogart thing, where he's like trying uh-huh. to like smile like him or whatever, like he's trying to look like him, which is yeah, also yeah. like there's this. Uh, there, remember that iconic scene in uh, masculine feminine. he's trying to flip the cigarette and put it in his mouth and he's failing it every time uh, because bogard used to flip the cigarette and put it and so he's trying to do that also in so and yeah, so yeah, he got a jump cut stand yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very much like the. I mean, anyways, we can go on go on about Godard later. Sanjit, go ahead. Second uh-huh. recommendation. We've gone from like Iranian cinema to no, French no. Movie. This is like better than whatever I'm going to talk. About. But anyway, not really. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Karthik. But uh, <laughs> the next film that I really liked um, that I saw was Little Murders. Uh, 
is directed by alan alda oh, sorry alan arkin i uh, so it's from that 70s uh, new york indie movie type movement whenever that was happening right all these filmmakers coming and how did you find it criterion where what where in the watch list was it in the watch list just appear yeah because i added it okay okay buddy i'll give you 10 rupees for that <laughs> <laughs> no so it was uh, really really good like i really enjoyed it. it's like a black comedy of sort um but it's like fun and later i read it's based on a play and all of that uh, uh, like interesting it was uh, it's um, it's produced by elliot gold and everyone um but interesting it was supposed to be directed by godard and uh, then elliot gold told like he didn't like godard's attitude <laughs> and then <laughs> alan arkin came into the picture and there were like other things and, and it's brilliantly shot by gordon willis like the oh. camera work is absolutely fantastic so what happens in, in in like mostly films that are adapted from like stage plays and all right they become like too stagey also in a way when they are like shot right mm-hmm. uh, and gordon willis makes it very seamless with his camera work it's like full like movement and everything it reminded me a lot mm-hmm. of ray's camera work in a lot of his films like how it tracks from one person to another person in the same shot mm-hmm. um so that was really fun i mean and the third one that i'd like to recommend is managaram um it's a tamil movie directed by lokesh kanagaraj i think this was his debut film um so it's like a hyperlink kind of a movie but uh, it's really fun i think if you buy into the like it's the hyperlink is mostly like the whole chance thing of intersecting storylines right so if you mm-hmm. buy into the whole chance thing of this film i think you're going to enjoy it it's like the same hyperlink different different people but it's like a commentary on the city life the chennai life and everything um, how, how is it compared to something like say ludo i think ludo is still different ludo wouldn't i wouldn't no, say no, it's I'm like as hyperlink in terms of like uh, acha no I, i was like asking that only like in terms of comparing the structure hyperlink mm-hmm. structure mm-hmm. so like oh, no no i think ludo was more uh, slapstick comedy at times right uh, mm-hmm. or like screwball whatever mostly But mostly managram was yeah. managram is was more like a thriller crime thriller in that oh, okay acha so that hyperlink is like two like couple of storylines kind interject intersecting each other and it's like like it's, that uh, i mean i re- i got reminded of the alejandro gonzalez in your two thing amor esperos i think uh, or oh, he did these hyperlink uh, stuff before yeah, i don't know yeah, yeah. I... i don't know if i could compare it to that but this is hmm. slightly different i think Okay. Um, I mean, there is like one side of Tamil cinema which is a different exploration. This is slightly different exploration of that part. Hmm. But this was quite fun. I think if you buy into the whole thing, which I just said, the whole chance thing of X character meeting that Y character, and somehow, you know, storylines intersect. So I mean, hmm. that this was quite—it's quite fun. I think I sort of enjoyed. It. So I wanted to keep it diverse and like different languages. So I put Tamil film and one. Iranian film and does it have this one like the Lokesh Kanagraj signature pure ekdom action and full boiled hard boiled stuff like kaithi or i'm not going to uh, there is there is, is some like of kaithi. it there is some of it um mm. there is some of it but it's not like very out like blown out action which is yeah, it is kaithi stylized like has this, in, a, in yeah, that sense, hyper stylized but, yeah okay 
but it's not like kaidi kaidi was i think the most and then high master is also kind of master whatever master is to ha because let's not yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah whatever whatever uh, so i mean these are my my recommendations i mean for uh, special mention i'll put wild tales which i watched now that special mentions wow i think you liked it more than special mentions no yeah. i mean i wanted to keep it diverse so i just wanted to put like Got everything it. in it so yeah. the first shot in wild tales I mean, all yeah, all yeah, of them yeah. are great, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was the first shot with Karthik like long back uh, during college when we were making like one short film, yeah. and uh, we we wrote something and then someone told us it's very. I think Karthik only told that it's very. No, serious. I didn't say. I hadn't seen it at that point. Someone else Somebody told, else right? Told. Someone yeah. else told, yeah. And then we watched the first shot and then we were like, oh, this is like exactly the same as, uh, what we wrote. And then we just yeah. went ahead and made it anyway. Yeah. But then I finally watched the whole thing in September. So yeah, I mean special mention, but like Drove or isn't it like Ricardo Darín great? I love that guy. Yeah, 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 that that shot was amazing. I think that one shot was I was really like loving it. The when where he goes to um, negotiate the price, where this kid goes and like kills. this lady on the road and then he comes back and this whole thing becomes about negotiation negotiating the money and this, mm-hmm. the father of the kid is like no i am not going to pay you you take the kid now <laughs> that was that was uh, really really good um, shot even the last one was like really good the marriage the wedding thing. one wedding mm-hmm. thing. yeah yeah mm-hmm. but yeah fun quite fun it was really good yeah. पाकिस्तान A horror film. It's called mm. Zinda Lash. Yeah, so its English name is The Living Corpse. Mm. So this is a uh, adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh right, Pakistan. right, right. It was made in nineteen sixties, right? Sixty-seven. Oh. Yeah, nineteen sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. And like Pakistan's uh, the film industry based in Lahore. It's called Lollywood. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so that was flourishing at that point of time. And uh, mm-hmm. this film is uh, famous. It's a. It's almost a. Uh, landmark film in many ways because mm. uh, at that point of time we know how their authoritarian regime of Ayub Khan mm. and all those censorship mm. and all that thing. Mm-hmm. So they adapted this uh, Dracula and they kept some of the elements from the novel and some of the elements they took from the the Hammer production, the one that was made in UK, okay. the UK yeah. version of Dracula, and they also okay. incorporated some of the local Pakistani like folkloric. elements like uh, because like you can't have uh, dracula in pakistan scared of a cross right so you have to do it in some way other way so they use it so i'm not saying what it is so mm-hmm. but it's uh, when a film release so they were like i mean this is so they said the audience were like said like this is too scary and uh, people actually fainted in theaters and a lot of them were traumatized and this is also the first oh. film that received the censor The censors didn't agree actually to uh, release this film first, but then they said, "Okay, okay, we'll do it one time, and never make this kind of film again." And uh, <laughs> yeah, so they gave them the X certificate. 
the adults adults mm. only excerpt mm. and that's the first pakistani film to get this this is actually the second pakistani horror film the first is diwana this is the second one but it's okay. uh, technically it's a landmark because of this adult certificate and all that so i mean uh, fairly i mean mm-hmm. now maybe if someone is watching is today they might feel some of the elements are dated because we have watched mm-hmm. so many adaptations and all that mm-hmm. but if you uh, see it in that context it's fantastic with the production and uh, like i said the the elements they have used like contextually uh, a, a dracula in pakistan has to be defeated uh, with whatever they have uh, mm. in that area in lahore and and the characters are uh, changed slightly because uh, they are showing that people are sitting in uh, and there there's a get together in the family and they're discussing about something some something supernatural so it's it's uh, slightly different in that context but uh, some of like the camera works like black and white shadows and there's a shot that uh, this mm. protagonist uh, so the jonathan harker character so is uh, looking through a spider web and there's like a slightly sunlight falling from the top lighting his face halfway so all those things they tried at that point of time and uh, it's mm-hmm. usually uh, films uh, because uh, ba- now bangladesh that was east pakistan at that point of time so it was one whole country so mm-hmm. usually urdu films were not uh, given i mean they were like centralized to the west side only but this was a massive thing so even in mm-hmm. the title credits you see one uh, written in urdu the other written in bengali so it was released in uh, both the wings okay. yeah okay 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 so so now it has almost become then it 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 got lost because things changed and pakistan film industry also mm-hmm. changed and everything so now it has almost become there is a american distributor mondo macabro they have picked it up and they have released it in dvd and uh, yeah so now this this has become cult and anyone who loves uh, horror or dracula genre and anyone who wants to explore the uh, dracula thing in subcontinental uh, aspect they should definitely watch this film it's a fun uh, totally fun ride Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it just about available? the hammer? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. No, no, uh-huh. go ahead, Karthik. I'll, uh-huh. I was just asking uh, if it's available uh, only in like uh, DVD format. Then. Yeah, it's only available in DVD. I, I think there's a, a good copy. I checked. Actually, I posted about it. So a lot of people kept asking. So I went to YouTube and checked. And yes, there's a print available on YouTube. Hmm. Which okay, subs- perfect. usually yeah so anyone watching from this like subcontinent i don't think they will need the subs but yeah it's there's a print available on youtube with subs mm-hmm. yeah it's it's recommended it's but really, like what is the similarity to the hammer one though uh, the, the main storyline is more or less uh, closer to the hammer one uh, except like i said like see you can't have a crucifix scaring away a uh dracula mm. or uh, i mean uh, the the concept of coffin is also changing mm. although uh, yeah although the religious aspects both are abrahamic religion but uh, the, the coffin concept is also changed mm. uh, other than that mm, more or less i think it's same it's actually closer to the hammer production uh, mm. obviously the main concept is from the novel and certain things they have i'm not saying actually the pakistani aspects because that might be a spoiler i'm i'm not sure exactly that's why i'm not saying what they have mm. taken from the folklore yeah all right so the second film i'm going to say it's a 
Jamaican film. It's mm. called The Harder They Come. Mm. And yeah, it's the first Jamaican film to be like by made by Jamaicans, right? And okay. it also have yeah, and it also has uh, Jimmy Cliff. So we all mm. know like the musician. Yeah, the Jimmy Cliff is the protagonist here. and it's also a film that was made in like a very low budget and uh, it's a, in a way I mean, it's very funny you mentioned we all we spoke of neorealism mm. it's almost like a jamaican uh, neorealism right because they it starts that way that uh, the protagonist is uh, coming from mm-hmm. village to the city and the people are sitting in a bus the way the jamaican people in 70s used to be so he has brought some mangoes from his village and they're like hey you are having a nice mango give me one and they're sh- sharing it and he comes mm-hmm. to the city in search of a job and music was a big thing at that point of time reggae music especially mm-hmm. and so this guy yeah jimmy cliff's character so he wants to be a music like a singer and he goes to a studio and sees these big honchos uh, at the uh, recording studios and they uh, make him record and they say no i'm just going to pay you 20 dollars and he's going to say it's my song you're going to pay me 20 dollars and he said then okay then you go independent and then no one wants to buy it obviously so he's like the mafia kind of there and then it moves into a different crime aspect but it's fun because mm. of the music and i mean if if you enjoy a bob marley say, say if anyone is a bob marley fan then uh, just for the music you can watch the film and obviously the performances are nice there's a nice little a jango reference like uh, in, in the very beginning of the film uh, these people they go to the theater and they're watching jango and uh, so right? yeah yeah this is sergio kobuchi western hmm. so and and there's this the jimmy cliff character asks his uh, friend like hey, hey is jango going to like die and he says the hero can never die until the last reel <laughs> right and i'm not saying it but it has a direct connection to the film to so it's yeah so it's also kind of uh, self referential there mm-hmm. and, and so it's shot in the streets even you can see actually some people looking into the camera like they're mm-hmm. wondering what is this and it's moving through the streets and there's a very fantastic shot which is my favorite part of that uh, it's uh, there this he's standing near uh, the end of the city all of those junks and scrapes are there and the scavengers are flying over it and the camera pans slowly and sees child's picking up scrapes and they moves slowly mm-hmm. more to the right and then sees that the elder the rack pickers they're loading it in the truck and the jimmy cliff is looking at all of these from like very distant and this music playing in the background it kind of sums up all those dreams and hopes and people who come from small mm-hmm. town to a big town to make it big yeah. and mm-hmm. then they slowly realize that it's just going to that junk Mm. so yeah and it's and, and uh, there's another interesting trivia twist that this film was restored by the prasad labs the one in hyderabad so oh. they restored this film this was also a lost mm. film so okay, okay, okay. Is, yeah so they restored the film and now it's almost like a cult classic it it is actually available on youtube for free in good nice quality is it there on movie also or no it's there on movie uk Okay, okay, okay. Because I thought you I can watch it in YouTube. It's a, like it's available in a very pristine, full print. Okay, okay. Nicely mm. restored print. Mm. And yeah, everyone should definitely watch it. Mm. And the third film, I think I'll just recommend something Japanese. 
<laughs> so, yeah. So, so no, I'll just I'll just say because this is uh, uh, autumn, so I'll just I say Ozu film. So the mm. one I watched on the day of Equinox, it's called Equinox Flower. Mm. And okay. Yeah. So that the, the, it was Equinox, and I, I don't remember equinoxes and solstices that much. But on that day, I was like, "Oh, today is Equinox. So I have to watch something related." And the Ozu film came to mind. It's Equinox Flower. It's a it's Ozu's first color film. And okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying something new. I think this is very well known. Ozu never married, never had any such uh, connection, romantic involvement, anything, something like that. But he understood family relationships, uh, values. You know, being in a family, the the complications when a daughter grows up, the tensions mm. they have with the father, and mm. how the mother is stuck in between. All these things, and in, like. in such a delicate manner i mean so sensitive portrayal and you can't help feeling that you are a part of this family mm-hmm. i am surprised how ozu does this with every film and like he doesn't even move the camera like it's just tatami shot uh, plain mm-hmm. static low shots mm-hmm. cutting it away and and this film is more uh, because japan was by that time uh, i think it's in 1957 or 1958 by that time japan was moving towards a more uh, uh western approach i might say because the corporates were coming in and to slowly moving away from the conservative thoughts mm. and it was uh, with the american occupation it was also being influenced by the americans and ozu shows them uh, those uh, neon lit buildings those corporates and it also reflects in the film's nature as in uh the daughter wants to marry someone she loves and she's mm. like the parents don't understand what we want and the parents are like the children these days they don't listen to parents they do whatever they want that that mm. kind of pull mm-hmm. like the old are slowly yep. fading away they're still not understanding and this is i think the first film where i saw that ozu is more towards the younger generation like mm. mostly okay. earlier we used to see used to be uh, empathizing with the older people tokyo story for example or mm-hmm. let's spring uh but this was i uh, where i saw that he was more with he was like uh the old people the the conservative generation is still stuck to the nostalgia mm-hmm. and past and they are refusing to move on mm-hmm. when we are moving towards a more american society and maybe mm-hmm. ozu saw that pretty early of course him being such a brilliant artist Mm-hmm. and yeah so mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's and and uh, even this one more thing that he sh- had shot all his films lifelong in black and white but this is mm-hmm. his first film in color but the colors are so nice like full pastel color vibes and well lit the color codes even the costumes like the parents are always wearing this simple plain colored dress but the children are wearing uh, with polka dots or with flowery prints or with checks mm-hmm. to like okay. distinguish them Yeah, mm. so it's, it's simple, but it goes deep. So I totally love that. That is also a recommendation. No, I think uh, I so going to Ozu. Like I only got the chance to watch some of his silent films recently on Criterion itself, and they are so different to like what the perception of Ozu is. Though, like you know the yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. the that's like the film of some films of someone who really. you know there's like dynamic camera work and everything and like it's about like oh, students yeah, yeah, totally. laughing and everything and it's it was really yeah, like yeah, surprising yeah. to me i was like 
Oh, I I, I mean, had pictured Ozu in a different a... context. No, no. Sorry. He is referred to in a different context in like in most places. Yeah, right? I think. Preson and. Uh, yeah, yeah, the whole uh, Preson and uh, who's the other yeah. guy? No, this, or Dryer. Sorry, this... yeah. Dryer, Dryer. Yeah, yeah there is this misconception actually. Once a friend actually told me like hmm. uh, that Ozu is like he was averse to Americanization. I said no, that, hmm. that's wrong. That's a misconception because if you watch early Ozu. you know mm. the one that you said like those tracks and on those fans mm. and actually Ozu was a hollywood fan yeah used to watch a lot of hollywood movies he was a 30s mm. hollywood fan totally i think there was one of those films there was this boxer we see that in the boxing there's a full hollywood film full size poster in that gym and he mm. shows his adoration for those hollywood films of those time i forget the mm-hmm. name i think it was yeah. Yeah, I forgot the name. It was one of those. Yeah, but so, yeah, I I think we... there are a couple of a couple of films like that are like properly like noir cinema. Like there's like I haven't seen cool, them cool. yet, but I know that yeah, they yeah. are like properly inspired by like classic Hollywood almost. Totally, totally. Uh, the crime dramas and. Yeah, all. Have you guys yeah. seen uh, How Green Was My Valley? I have. Is it the yeah. John Ford film? Yeah, it's referenced in Nayak. It's a John like, Ford film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, no, you remember no. Nayak when uh, this guy goes to the compartment for the first time? Mm-hmm. Ah, There's like an yeah. older Bengali right. yeah, yeah. Uh, family, and then the guy is like, you "Have you guys seen like that anymore?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he yeah, references yeah. this movie, "How Green Was My Valley." Mm-hmm. In fact, that's like a very Ozu type film, and actually predates Ozu. I think like maybe Ozu was kind of like inspired by that. Even that is mm-hmm. like about family and everything. It's like. John Ford like he's known for westerns and all but this was like a very it is still happening in the west but hmm. it's like very family oriented it's like a very ozu type of film although it's not short like ozu or anything but still yeah i get it you you mean like more the family drama yeah it's yeah. like it's got kids mm-hmm. and like there's like there's a father and there's no, like a John Ford was actually i think very much also he was fascinated fascinated about this family thing because even mm. in the searchers which is the you know mentioned the western thing even it's mm. mostly about i mean there are theories that uh, the john wayne character but i mean the daughter he rescues so it's actually yeah. the john wayne character's daughter so there are theories also and papers and all that written about that so mm. yeah like why is he so attached to that a uh, girl mm. so yeah yeah so even like uh, I didn't really wife. understand that movie. Like, I didn't really get what is the. It's it's. I think. I mean, uh, uh, should I quote Scorsese's thing? <laughs> Because I, he he explained it pretty well. Actually, he said that uh, it's a, a kind of film that helps uh, people not familiar with the racial discrimination of the the mm. original Americans who are called the Red Indians. Uh, mm. Yeah, so in in a way, it helps people understand uh, at that point of time that still Americans were uh, biased towards the mm. uh, Red Indians, and that's a way to. I mean, uh, some people <laughs> confuse. Like according to Scorsese, some people think that Ford himself was a racist, but uh, mm. that's a misconception because yeah, Ford was trying to put that he. Uh, I mean, Red Indians are also humans, and they're also trying to survive in the old west. So, okay. but I think like stuff. I don't know about the other stuff because they are very different movies, like Stagecoach and all. But this movie, especially, it's so it's almost like a 
I don't know if you call it a melodrama, but mm-hmm. it's like extremely family-oriented. Like it, this movie, uh, How Green Was My Valley. I just saw mm-hmm. it maybe like two months back. It's literally mm-hmm. just about a family and like, you know, like a, what do you call it? Blue collar? Is that what do you call it? Working class family in the American West. And mm-hmm. it plays out just like an Ozu film. Like, um... What's that movie with the kids and all? Good Morning. Yeah, Good Morning. Not like that exactly, but still, it's like the family in uh, late spring or whatever. Okay. Wow, that yeah. is interesting actually. John Ford being an Ozu. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a direct inspiration, but then yeah, like... Yeah, no, no, I get yeah. it. Maybe not, maybe not, because yeah. Ozu was not known at that point of time in America. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. No, but I'm right. too gen- in general interested. Or like I've yet to watch a lot of Ozu, but like the color films will be super interesting just for me, just because like I'm like the whole black and white goes so well with like whatever simplicity thing he like his films are very simple in terms of aesthetic, right? So I don't know mm-hmm. how like the idea of just bringing color into his films is so interesting in general. I think like how how he does it and etc. like that way so i'm i'm looking forward to watching equinox flower yeah, but like even in equinox flower that is also uh one aspect na ki that i mean ozu understood that i have to go into color because times are changing and one has to adapt and yeah yeah so that's the undercurrent of the yeah the mimics the whole thing you're saying about yeah, yeah, the yeah. generational yeah, yeah. thing right got it yeah 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 no i mean sense. criterion collection all ozu stuff they have <laughs> uh, because i've been digging through it uh my okay. i mean the whole thing is on youtube also all of the yeah. is it yeah pretty much I really know. okay i didn't know that yeah i didn't know that either so I mean, the obscure ozu and stuff like i don't know if late spring and uh, tokyo story are on there but i've definitely seen like what is that good morning and uh, equinox flower and stuff there okay even like uh, there was this movie with a very long title chrysanthemum no no are you saying that one the flavor of green tea ah like... flavor of green mm-hmm. tea over rice yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's definitely there like it's just been on youtube like all these movies so like this is region specific or like, where, like i it's... think so because like japanese stuff that it somehow gets on there i saw cure for the first time on youtube mm-hmm. just the Kyoshi Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Yeah. yeah. That has received uh, uh, like criterion, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It premiered at New York. Ah, okay. It premiered at NYF then. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'll move on to mine then. Right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've, I've got mostly contemporary releases actually, not like post 2010s. And two of them are actually from last year and this year. So mm-hmm. the fir- I'll go like according to the years that way. The first film is Julia Loctev's The Lonely Planet, released in 2011. So this okay. is uh, a fairly obscure film, I think. Like it didn't get a big release or anything. Though it's got our uh, old actor in it, old as in like the M Night Shyamalan old, uh, Gail Garcia Bernal. Bernardo. Uh, yeah, and the uh, a fantastic performance from Hanny Furstenberg also, who's like the second lead. So it's this the the film is basically about like this couple, 
who go on like a hiking trip to Georgia and the film is like partly in english partly in georgian partly in spanish so like it's a mixture of all the languages in that sense but there's barely any dialogue so it doesn't really make a difference okay. uh but it's basically like this uh hiking trip trip they go on and then there's this one incident that changes their whole relationship so it's very much like inspired not inspired i'll i'll be uh, told that i it, this is wrong but uh it inspired it seems like a lot of Ro- ruben ostlund's work uh force majeure mm-hmm. is like a proper mm-hmm. uh, successor to it in ways uh, about the whole one incident changing like the whole dynamic between two people who otherwise seem uh, perfectly fine together and uh, i was told by someone that there's a definite kelly rykard uh influence also and which i agree with just mm-hmm. oh if if anyone has seen her kelly rykard's old joy uh and certain mm-hmm. women even meek's cut off like all of them are like quiet in in like a very expansive landscape which is also a lot with the lonely planet thing uh but the crucial thing in that is in this in locktev's film is that there's one incident after which some like the dynamic changes in a way which is much subtler i think than it would be in uh, ruben ostlund's film so uh, in a way like if if you're into meditative sort of quiet films about how easily people can change and like how their foundations like their relationship relational foundations with each other are, are uh, rooted in something that's very easily shakeable like all that sort of internal internalized drama part of it i think uh you'd really like this film mm-hmm. uh, have patience so it's it's a uh, it like the build up to the incident is very very slow and long i think mm-hmm. it it it's purposeful but it might test one's patience and uh, but but yeah if you're in for ambiguity and like just wanting to experience something that that will keep you thinking about it for a long time i think that's that's a very uh in like it's a good recommendation i think to for people interested in that that sort of cinema mm. uh the other two are so the first the other the second one is uh pete doctor's soul which is kind of like it's a very conventional mm. recommendation but like i only got to see it this year uh, i'd been putting it off for uh, a year almost because inside out left me the in the biggest emotional wreck uh, i think i've ever had so i was mm. very like cautious of going into soul mm. just because i was like this is going to have like a similar impact and uh, destroy me well luckily it didn't but uh, but but it's still very like it hits like pete doctor's films i think in general especially inside out and soul yeah have mm. like this ability of addressing deeply complex issues in the most innocent and simple manners and that's not a criticism like they address it in a way where they are addressing the complexities so like soul is talking yeah. about what it means to die which is like imagine a child children's film like <laughs> direct whatever pixar is like producing it and everything millions of people watch it and it's about death and mortality and like mm. what does it mean to mm. live kind of like these big issues being tackled 
in animation it itself i think i genuinely admire how um people approach these topics in in like a mainstream mm-hmm. conventional way mm-hmm. there are some problems i have with soul like minor problems in the sense that it's the whole inside out thing is it still yeah. hangs over it very much yeah. like you can very okay. clearly see where like which character is like a mirror image of someone mm-hmm. inside out which i think mm-hmm. is a bit of a distraction mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. there's a there's elements in this which it definitely feels like it's playing more overtly to an adult audience i think inside out mm-hmm. balance the whole you know uh thing about talking to children but also addressing uh, adults uh, in a better way but there's one scene in soul that that had that did almost sort of break me uh so which is like a, i don't want to spoil it much but it's it mm-hmm. takes place in a barber shop so whoever mm. knows uh whoever seen it i think knows the gist of it and uh it's uh, it's but, it again uh, sorry yeah go ahead no i just wanted to ask hasn't was like pixar at some point i remember was only doing like very few films amongst certain set of years right mm-hmm. but in the last 3 4 or maybe like 5 years haven't they been they've been like producing like a lot of movies now uh and yeah. they've been like kind of disposable Yeah, I think that's the whole criticism with Pixar, right? Like it's it's got the whole Cars franchise, which mm-hmm. is not as bad as I think people say. Like Cars Two is yeah, I love Cars. Tra- yeah, see, <laughs> Kartik. I mean, I I only actually really like Cars Three, but mm, Cars Two is a yeah yeah. I don't Cars Two is a disaster. I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I I I'm saw not... cars like when I was a kid, though, like the first cars, like that was really enjoyable. I think if you're seeing it as a kid, yeah. Mm. But I think the the selling point of Pixar has always been that it's not just for the kids. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I think like cars generally people look down upon it. Like the adults who review it and all, they say it's like lesser Pixar, but. I don't think so. Like, if you see it as a kid, like you really like, like Lightning McQueen and all that. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I mean the characters are still great, right? From it's from... literally like you know, like those playing cars, and they made a movie out of it. You know. Yeah. I yeah. No, I, I, what I think I was it's... actually pointing towards was that most of the films until some point mm-hmm. made by Pixar were very recognizable. Like you probably knew what yeah. film came out. The pattern. Think, yeah. Ah, but like I think the last few years. That's not been the same case. Are you talking like, about Onward? Ha, uh, actually oh, yeah, Onward, actually. and there was another movie. Uh, good. I heard Luca is very good. Uh, I've not seen. I, I've not seen that, but I think that's no. what that has been happening, right? The newer films have become less impressionable. Like even I Coco was faced like a lot of criticism towards it. I feel. no, I love Coco. Yeah, I thought I people. Coco is great. I watched Coco. Coco. I liked it. I liked yeah. Coco. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with anyone. I liked yeah. Coco. but i remember there was like some sort of criticism around it that pixar has been uh, you know recycling whatever their themes have been and uh, they've been doing it over and over again and at that point when coco came out that was the point they overdid like almost everything and for post that also they have a you know they have they definitely have a set formula it's i enjoyed you... coco i enjoy, but i didn't enjoy onward which came out i think last year i haven't yeah, seen onward but, but no, i think he... like even with the formula soul was like pushing it way beyond anything like it hmm. went it okay. to like a whole new territory i have not altogether, seen it i think speed doctor is like even within the 
Pixar formula, like let's the animation. He he mm. he has carved out something. I mean, you watch a film and you know that it's a yeah, a Pete Doctor kind of. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I personally up. love. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say up actually. So yeah, mm, up yeah, up or monsters. But this this yeah. this movie it starts out on one note. Like I almost thought it was going to be about like jazz and like somebody in, into music and all. At least the first. But then two, three minutes, yeah. That mm. kind of deviates like mm. very quickly. Like that just becomes like a side thing almost. It just goes into a whole new direction. Yeah. No, no. and no, i actually found it even more cohesive than like up like up i like it to a certain point hmm. then i don't know no i think uh, yeah no i think it's with soul i think it's much more it, i think it's much more geared towards an adult though i don't think like children hmm. will necessarily be able to break through it which is not me like listen i i, I can understand like hmm. if that would feel offensive but like it, genuinely i think the weightier issues hmm. here are mm. are addressed in a way which i think inside out does better like to me it does better just because it it cuts through them in a way uh, but they've but been like dealing like... with these heavy topics like since a long time right like even in like if you see yeah like if you see inside out or even like finding nemo that deals with like mm. grief and stuff right like yep. it has yeah no it does deal with difficult issues emotions i think but this is like going into like a i can imagine a an art house version of inside out or like uh soul going completely into like philosophical discussions about what it means to be what it means to grow up and all that stuff right so i think hmm. they are doing it more overtly with their concepts now like you know the concepts themselves are like very much front and center whereas like in finding nemo the adventure mm-hmm. is adventure is front and center and then grief is there yeah yeah these yeah. are like centered basically around you know like the plot of the film is like what does it mean for riley to grow up in in inside out or like what does it mm-hmm. mean for a person to lose their life <laughs> suddenly mm-hmm. in in soul mm-hmm. which i think is like uh, like if someone is directly asking that question to the audience mm-hmm. it's i think demanding more of them um right right, right at least said. that yeah that's so what, what do you guys think of uh, wally because i mean yep, that's another disney yeah i, mean, I, I think that remember so much of it wasn't that was the I one like... where no no that was the one where people really i know pe- people who aren't pixar fans also love wally just because of uh, its ability to uh, it was again talking about like again very dystopian right because it's basically mm, set no. in like a wasteland yeah, and wasteland okay. yeah yeah i mean i i probably have to rewatch it sometime but i know it uh, it did work for me when i uh, watched it a long time back but uh, yeah. I, what's the other monsters inc i've i've again seen a long time uh, that's like monsters. a classic yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean toy story sorry mm-hmm. why have i forgotten toy story all of a sudden that, that's, that's biggest, always addressed huh, like big bigger issues thing, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Toy Story so, yeah. is probably my favorite, along with Finding Nemo. I think. Which Toy Story though? Um, uh, I like all of them. I like one. I like two. I've not seen the third and the fourth. I've You've not seen third and four. Oh wow! Okay. Third is really good. I like I think... two. Two is very underrated. Like two I is very think. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, two is like a like. It's not as high stakes as three. Hmm. Like you know, but it's hmm. it's really good. Like I don't know why yeah. people don't talk about two that much. I think my my favorite is still up. I don't know if that anything has come as close as that. The second would be 
incredibles i think mine would be monster sync Hmm. Yeah, I love Monster Sync. I, even like I like Monster Sync. Yeah, most of them like I like. It's like yeah. I I didn't like onwards only very recently, and and uh, I haven't seen good dinosaur. So. That I heard is not very good. Then Brave I've heard is not very good. No, Brave no, it's was, not. It's I not don't know. Bad, maybe like I watched good. it in childhood, so maybe I I enjoyed it at that point. Uh, Brave hmm. was I think when I was in class eight or something. I don't know. Oh, there's I one I love. One of my favorites is Ratatouille. That's uh, oh yeah. Oh Ratatouille was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. You forget actually. Yeah, that's the thing. Pixar slate. You kind of forget some of them just because there is so much good stuff. I think at least so. Um, yeah. So Soul is great. Uh, regardless <laughs> of it's not my favorite or not, I think it's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Pixar always gets to me emotionally. I think which is like a big uh, draw for me. Hmm. So yeah, that's still not the best animated film of last year, though. Which I think two animation films are better than Soul. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wolf House know, and Wolf Walkers, both Wolf, Lackers. both Wolf. Okay, so basically, in the previous recommendation, I said about I spoke about. Lackers oh yes, good. I've 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 brought it on again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is another recommendation, right? Lakasa. Yes. For La anyone who's interested in like art house animation. <laughs> And to get What? freaked out completely. Freaked yeah. out horror. So horror, Wolf yeah. House is that Chilean film, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah the Chilean. Chilean. Yeah. Yeah, I have it watch listed for a long time. I haven't watched. Yeah. Mm. Someone recommended okay. it to me. I don't know whether that. I I, I, I put it in the last. The, the, yeah, the last okay. episode yeah. we recorded, which isn't out. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So last recommendation. Sanjeev also yeah. loved this movie. Uh, Paul Schrader's The Card Counter, oh, that yeah. released this year. Uh. So yeah, I mean, there's little to say about it, and firstly, it's also little to say in the sense that there'll be spoilers, and I don't want to spoil because it's just mm. released recently and not even released mm. officially actually online. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's if you like the God's Lonely Man template of Paul Schrader films, man oh, sitting in a room template. Not. Yes, <laughs> if you like that, <laughs> if you like that, if you're for it, I think you will like it. Sanjeet, I think you differ a little bit here, uh, now but now, now you do. Right. But yeah. but I think if you like them, like his work, and I think if you really like First Reformed, hmm. I think this is a great deviation slash uh, modif modification, if one wants to say, of that film. Mm -hmm. uh, as much as the trailers try to portray it as like this slick heist <laughs> film about cards and poker I and whatever, I'm, and This oh is God, the, the this is the drabest, drabest gambling has looked in a while, uh, on screen at <laughs> least. So oh yeah, so yeah. yeah. I saw the trailer and I thought it's like he just stole it from Casino. Oh yeah, that's the first impression anyone oh, okay. would get. Okay, but yeah, it's like yeah. completely yeah. opposite. Completely. There, there are hints of what it is in the trailer, yeah. but there is no indication of how much of a successor it is to like first reform. I thought it. He stole it. Thora mm. sa from Casino. Thora sa from Hard Eight. Like because he, mm. I mean, first Stephen was also. Some part like I that. think he... Hard Eight ka is there. The the you know there mm. are like some shots. The I think after Casino Hard Eight, this would still be one of those films that have shown like casinos and everything mm. really well. I mean, shot mm. well yeah. and everything. Yeah, we don't get gambling films much. Yeah. Hard Eight mm. is like too obscure, guys. Nobody has really seen Hard Eight. Yeah, no, yeah. What are you saying, Karthik? Paul Thomas <laughs> Anderson's Hard Eight. How yeah. is it talking about Ozu and you're saying Hard Eight is more obscure than that? <laughs> no, have you seen Hard Eight, Sanjeev? 
No, I've not seen Heartache. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I've not seen doesn't mean it's obscure, no. <laughs> You've not seen Heartache? I thought you were uh, like a big PTA fan. No, I yeah. have Heartache? seen It's a funny story ever. because the first time I found Sanjeev on Letterboxd, it was a PTA uh, profile <laughs> picture with looking into the camera there's a phantom thread ka bts ah, okay. right, I, right, right. i was like hey he's pta fan so <laughs> i'll definitely follow this person so i actually thought that he's a big pta fan yeah i am i am but uh, well, a- what do you guys think about hard it now that we are i love hard it i saw it on my phone everything by i love everything by pta karthik you can go back to sleep that was better <laughs> nah, no, Karthik, but, you uh, have to say this on record that you watched Malolan drive on iPhone. No man, but I actually had hard it on my phone. So you like, used to uh, watch it like every full day. Time, no. Yeah, I've seen it at least like twenty times. I know every scene. Really? So I've okay, probably okay. seen hard it more than anybody has seen it. More than He's PTA the himself. PTA fan. that you told I think I need to me. revisit then I I've never been the biggest hard hit fan but that's the only PTA film I've never been like a it's, big it's it's not a it's not a it's like an extension of uh, that other coffee the and cigarettes film. thing oh, yeah okay, okay. short okay. film yeah or cigarettes and coffee yeah okay. not coffee and cigarettes <laughs> coffee and cigarettes <laughs> is the gym jamush gym jamush anyways the card counter I don't dislike card counter or anything like I I just I don't like it as much as I did when I watched it in uh, hmm. like whatever 50 10 days back. Yeah. Um just because I rewatched first reformed again and I thought that that film was marvelous and then card counter doesn't even stand in front of it. Yeah, so that's I think I mean, No, I think the then we are in disagreement there though. I think card counter is a worthy sort of companion no. piece piece to But first. But Sanjeev if you like first reformed I'll tell you I think you've probably hmm. watched it you just watched uh Diary of Country Priest by Robert Brisson. He just saw it. And ah uh-huh, ha, very recently only. Yeah, and Winter yeah, Light by Ingmar Bergman. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He just took those two films and mixed it up. Yeah, the depressed priest trilogy. That's the one he suggested me, and Bruff didn't like it. I remember. I didn't like the Brisson one. Yeah, I like yeah, Bergman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no. but what do I go ahead? No, no, just uh, Oscar Isaac. That's it. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's fantastic. No, yeah, yeah he's phenomenal. I mean, he fits that bill of that Schrader protagonist. How player. perfectly he fits! I didn't actually think he would. Like he's he's really like uh, I think he could like substitute for a like if I I could see him now in in the first reformed role and be like oh, oh very he easy. fits oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah he's just he's so good at like I think I've been thinking about the film fair amount so like. whatever he says mm. you know like the conviction with which he says it i'm just like i can feel the internal mm. sort of turmoil that you're going through though mm. uh, just to like add to the there are differences to first reformed it's not just like him aping this yeah because like oh, yeah, yeah. there's a there's a lot of like camera work stuff which is very expressive here which i think is very productive like it's mm-hmm. used very productively the in my opinion context of what the film is also right yeah i don't want to spoil it because the trailers don't mention it so i'm not yeah. just circling mm-hmm. around what i'm saying mm-hmm. so yeah any mm-hmm. other card movies which are no i i was just know? i just had one question ki card in card counter right. like does the lonely man trope does it get like predictable or i mean i mean does is it like a pattern kind of thing it's a uh, oh uh, subverted that there is i don't think there's that much of a subversion i think it's 
but uh, but where it ends up is no I, i i it's not a subversion i don't think so it's not it's not where it thing. ends up is not a subversion but there are elements in the film where where it goes where you'll be like <laughs> oh okay i didn't see that coming uh but it's not i think mm-hmm. if you've seen shredder's lonely man stuff you fairly know where this is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 though yeah i won't say more the no, context is film, no doubt no good film no doubt i mean shredder is hit and miss for me like hmm. i mean even with his like Uh, even when he writes screenplay i mean obviously yeah. taxi driver is like that mm. landmark but taxi driver is like fantastic but then mm. i watched another film by him i forgot that one that uh, doggy guy's... dog doggy <laughs> no no the guy's daughter runs off to uh, in that pornography industry and he chases canyons what was that no was it like light sleeper and all no, that no 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 i've no, seen not there's nothing in light sleeper like that no 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 i i forgot oh yeah auto focus oh No, okay. no, no! It doesn't sound like it. Anyway, so yeah, I'm so pretty some... sure it's the canyons or you're referring to. So no, a... it's called hardcore. Oh, hardcore! Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was that his first film he directed. Was it? Is it? I okay, think I so. Know. I mean, it's. Uh... is it one of the ones which is about the god's lonely man only or mm, is it like it's one of his earlier films i think it's his first film yeah it's kind of the i mean it's not like god's uh, lonely man but, it, but there's this kind of uh, god is uh, watching over you and you, yeah, yeah yeah there's this kind of the, the lonely man thing is there okay. but that's why that's why i asked the question because it it radically shifts from taxi driver to i mean there's again the rescue thing that the man takes it up to rescue but mm-hmm. it's uh, not something like uh, i mean taxi driver is very similar to searches but it's not like that it's obviously his own daughter obviously is going to search for her mm-hmm. but uh, there's this those elements of catholicism and god watching mm-hmm. over like there are mm-hmm. literally top shots of like he is going ah, okay, through okay. those pornography industry and all that i i think uh, if mm. uh, like to me card counter is like a mix of taxi driver and first reformed so that's like that's to me that i i just thought that like from the trailer that yeah i'm not oh yeah yeah from the trailer again. no no i saw <laughs> i saw the trailer and i told sanjeev this is like one of his uh, facebook things coming to life and i'm i'm not <laughs> watching that oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, no but uh, this is like if you liked first reformed uh, this is like that to me whatever minus the theology with... sorry sorry no 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 go ahead i'm done yeah. no but whatever shredder's written with scorsese it's fantastic only even like the films that are not spoken about like bringing out the dead and all i think like yeah like really really good uh with whatever shredder wrote. No, i think I, shredder I also wrote last temptation of christ with Okay. Yeah, I think. I'm surprised how well how good of a director he is. Like I'd never thought he'd have like a very distinctive visual style. I mean, it's not distinctive really. It's it's a lot inspired by mm, a lot of inspired, people. Yeah. Uh, like really inspired by a lot of people, but like it he uses it very effectively, I think. And mm. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, no, I'm curious to know what people mm-hmm. think of Card Counter though, because uh, it's got a properly divisive reaction with uh, with. Mm. Yeah, I saw most like the initial re- uh, reactions I was seeing on Letterbox that like people mm. were like, "Ah, this is not good. This is not good." Yeah. It's again. No, no, it's it's good, but I think for me personally, I think when I watch first from then, 
first reform feels much much more superior to uh, this and this is just my opinion uh, because i like card counter at first i have maybe i need to rewatch uh, to get what drove is actually trying to tell but card counter is actually pretty well done it's not like no, but, but, but we discussed right that you are much less for f- much less fond of the context we, around which it is ha uh, but that is also set. like another personal choice right ha, i am ha, not so you? much of the so much of a yeah. fan of that whatever yeah. the so we are working we are just circling around it because we don't want to spoil it so we, we can just yeah, end yeah. the card counter discussion yeah <laughs> No, but the the filmmaking is on point. Like I don't know yeah. how well to describe it. The camera work and all is exceptionally well done. Mm-hmm. Even the editing is fantastic. How the card and the game is like, yeah. and reaction shots to everything. It's like super well edited and everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what Drove might want to say as well. But anyway, no, no, it's fine. Um, but a uh, recommendation for a Shredder film is an automatic recommendation for a Bresson film, though. Just Robert Bresson, if if anyone is like yeah, yeah, interested mm-hmm. in his films, like this is like okay. if you like Shredder, late Shredder, then go for Bresson also. Yeah, yeah. it's also like yeah. uh, the book he has written, transcendental style. On transcendental it. cinema. Uh, yeah, yeah, film Ozu yeah. Bresson and Rare. It's, yeah. it's a fantastic book. I was actually yeah. reading that. and she really explains yeah i am also reading that yeah yeah he explains yeah. those things pretty well like the way yeah. he starts like what is slow cinema and oh yeah how that's Starkovsky, fantastic yeah mm. how is sarkovsky different from the others slow yeah. cinema people like who yeah. like how mm. is sarkovsky exploring time and then mm. he moves to uh, show that chart like there's this yeah, a circular chart and, yeah yeah and he will upload it those. don't worry quid listeners <laughs> as in like we'll take a photo and upload it like a, oh, a okay, photo okay. of the on, chart yeah on on instagram yeah, yeah sure. on instagram it's, yeah it's fantastic okay. actually so yeah so pretty much the recommendations that the four of us have uh, for the month of september thank you so much for listening thank you so much arijit for coming on for this episode you can follow arijit on instagram at what is what was your username i forgot That was Nostradamus. Don't follow me on Instagram. You follow oh, sorry, me on Letterbox. On Letterbox. Yeah. yeah, that was Nostradamus, right? Yeah, Nostradamus. Yeah. Yeah. So you can follow Arijit on Letterbox at Nostradamus. You can follow Dhruv at Dhruv Krishna Goel. You can follow me as Lee Singh. You can follow Karthik at. Don't K- follow me. Then. <laughs> no, no. Please follow Karthik and comment. I block you. <laughs> you don't even open Letterbox these days, so you don't yeah. even know who's following you. Um. but anyway you can follow queen is dead on instagram at queen is dead film podcast you can dm your recommendations or any other suggestions that you have uh, you can follow us on spotify that helps us a lot to reach out to a lot of people a lot of new episodes coming out in the few uh, coming few days in the coming few months please follow us and uh, share it with people thank you khatam <gasps> okay.